Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Freckleton. Have you ever noticed how fear stops us from creating and sharing our best work? Join the Fearless Storyteller as we explore the heart and soul of writing stories, songs, and scripts that sell with the people who write them. Each guest has their own unique hero's journey and insights into the intersections between limiting beliefs and success. What's my story? In 2007, I was divorced, in debt, stuck in a soul-sucking job, desperate to have a meaningful, fulfilling life, but not sure where to begin. I made a simple choice at the time, to start honoring my yes and to start speaking my no. Consequences be damned. After all, how could my life possibly get any worse? I began the long path of becoming a professional songwriter, finding my fearless voice along the way. Now, I'm living my dream life as a husband, father, and professional storyteller. Dakota Kraut is an author and publisher of best-selling game-lit fiction, which is a growing niche within the science fiction and fantasy umbrella. His company, Mountaindale Press, has helped nearly half of their authors replace their day job income with writing. In 2016, Dakota started writing and self-publishing without expectation. His primary goal was to have fun and cross an item off his bucket list. But the market embraced his work, and with the help of his wife, he's been reinvesting his time, energy, and earnings into growing a sustainable business for the long term. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, Dakota Kraut, welcome to the Fearless Storyteller podcast. Oh, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on, and it's super great to be here. Yeah, and so for people who may not know who you are, what would you like to say about yourself? Uh, my name is Dakota, uh, Dakota Kraut. I am an author and the owner and president of Mountaindale Press. Um, and we at Mountaindale Press focus in on lit RPG, epic fantasy, and uh, uh, game lit uh, genres. Um, yeah, not too much else to tell there. Cool. And like, how did, how did you get started in this whole journey? Uh, I, I got started, uh, writing, um, back in 2016 actually. And that was right after I was getting out of the army. Hmm. Um, so I, uh, was finishing my final four years, um, in the army while going to college. And I found, uh, big chunks of time in between classes where, I needed to fill that with something and I didn't want to just play games. I didn't want to just watch movies. So I started writing. Um, I put out one book, never expecting to put out more after that, but um, it was picked up and uh, run with by the community, which was amazing. Um, And so I wrote another book in a month and then another book in a month after that and, (laughs) and uh, just kept at it. So, yeah. Cool. So that's, that's just like the instant success tale, right? <laughs> well, it was, you know, looking back on it is is very interesting because what success looked like to me back then and, and what it looks like now is is very different. Mm. Um, so I made in in the entirety of 2016, I made $5,000 on book sales. Yeah. Right? And that was a third of my total income for the year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that was, uh, you know, it was absolutely a life-changing thing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but it wasn't like I put out a book and made a million dollars, you know. Like, so uh, it was just lots and lots of hard work and still is. And mm-hmm. 
that's what I recommend everyone is you have to put in the work and the efforts and right. most of the authors that I know really do that. So it's really yeah. great. Interesting choice. Like how did you, how do you come to, for a lot of people being bored is not an easy thing, like turning boredom into or <laughs> in making yourself intentionally bored to do something <laughs> creative. And so sounds like there was some intention behind the choice to start <laughs> writing at that time. Had you been leading up to that for a while? Uh, no. So um, I, I've always been a reader, right? Mm. So um, throughout my life, I, I've wanted to do different things with reading. So at one point, I wanted to be a acquisitions editor. I thought that would be really cool. An acquisitions editor. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. re- read books and say this should be published. Like, yeah, that was super cool. I, you know, got to a point where I read a book and I said, you know what, I can do this. I can do, at, this person has a book published, I can do this, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my whole life, you know, I grew up around people who had been saying that they wanted to write a book and that was something I wanted to do, mm. you know, um, and none of them ever did it. So I said, well, I want to do that and I'm just going to go and do it. And that was just my military mind, you know, is, mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, all right, well, I now have a goal, so I'm going to go and achieve that goal. Um, so I did. And then I intended to be done. Um, but that didn't work out. And I, I call a lot of what I do failing upward. Okay. Failing <laughs> upward. Right. And uh, say more about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. So failing upward. So it's, it's doing something with it's basically putting stuff out without any expectations right mm-hmm. um so at uh, 20 books vegas last year i was on a, on a panel and, and this was a a topic that came up a little bit um and someone asked me what should i expect when i put out a book and mm-hmm. i said expects that you have now put out a book and let that be your reward right mm-hmm um, so with that, I say, if you publish without expectations, so you put out a book to put out a book, most of us got our starts in writing because we loved writing. We loved the book that we wrote and we wanted it out there in the world. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have expectations that we were going to put out a book and make a million dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we just said, I want to put this out for the love of putting out a book. Um, and so that was probably the happiest point for every author. You know, we put out a book and we saw success with it. Yeah. How, how mind bogglingly amazing. Right. Yeah. And, and so when you put out a book and you have expectations, say, say now you've put out a bunch of books and you're starting a new series and it just doesn't do as well. Right. Yeah. So, so then you're nervous, you're crushed, you, you're worried about writing in general, all of this other stuff. So what I say is publish without expectations. So if you put out a book expecting it to do amazingly, and it does do amazingly, the best thing that has happened is that you have met your expectations, right? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You're not even, you're not even going to be happy with that book. You're not, you're, you're just going to say, good, it did what I wanted it to do. And then you're going to write the next book and there's no real joy in that anymore. Right. Yeah. And yeah. But if you put out a book and you say, you know what? I loved this book. 
I really hope other people do. And now I'm just going to keep on working. If that book does amazingly, you have not only met your expectations, you've exceeded your wildest expectations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, so a, a lot of what I, I do. So now, um, going back to, um, failing upward, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, so I, I put out a book again, intending to only ever put out a book and, and go back to my very stable career as a software developer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, that didn't happen. So I, I didn't meet my expectations. I exceeded my expectations, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was amazing. And so I took that and I, I ran with it. You know, like I said, uh, after I put out that first book, I put out two more books in under three months, right? And um, once I did those three books, I said, okay, now that I have these three books out, what do I need to do? And so we learned marketing. Uh, we, we learned how to, um, find good trustworthy artists, editors. Um, I started learning about audio narration and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know if you've ever seen my original covers for my, no, I don't think so. Okay. They are, they are hand drawn pencil, black and white. Okay. I have seen those in the, in in pictures (laughs) online. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're interesting. Um, but they're not really high quality covers that you would expect to, to find a great book behind, you know, right. that that's the cover of someone who was able to scrape together a hundred dollars for someone. And then that person won't even put color on it because that was what a hundred dollars was worth. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 And, and so, and that's exactly what it was. Um, but what happened is that those books were so different from the norm. You know, who puts out a cover that's black and white? Mm-hmm. So in, in a kaleidoscope of, of books, all of a sudden you have these standout three that are black and white, you know, grouped together. They're basically blank spot on the page. And so those actually drew the eye. Mm-hmm. So these covers that cost me very, very little and were really not all that great, you know, um, became uh, centers of attention. And so I failed at doing the correct thing in, in genre expectations. I failed at doing the correct thing in, in being able to have mm. a nice cover that drew the eye, but I failed upwards. Mm. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, stuff like that. Um, so you, you know, uh, another thing, another thing. So, you know what, you, you're probably going to name this whole show failing upwards now. So that's, that's, that's great. <laughs> I, maybe there was one of Jonathan Yanya's failing forward. I don't, I don't oh, know, funny. know how much failing we can do in the month. Uh, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I, I like him too. Um, I was, I was, uh, hoping to meet him this month, but I, that uh, got called off. So yeah. The, uh, oh, well, some other time. Um, but uh, yeah, so just uh, all sorts of, of interesting things. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have expectations, right? So I, I published my book without expectations and it did way more than my, my wildest dreams ever would. And, right. and um, then I, I made sure to, at that point, now that I've had a taste of success, how do I keep that? Hmm. And, and I think that's a place where a lot of authors um, might need help because they are concerned with the artistry, right? And, and of course we are too, like so am I. Um, but I also know that this is a full business. It's not, I'm not just a author, I'm a 
I'm my own publicist. I'm mm-hmm. my own, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm my own social media manager. <laughs> I have, I have to learn how to promote this both in free areas like social media and in paid arenas like uh, Amazon ads or Google ads or Facebook or anything like that. Right. And so it's, it's a huge amount of work because when you are publishing yourself, you are starting a business. It is, it is a one person business. Sure. Um, but it's there. Um, and, and in terms of turning that into Mountain Dale press, um, we took a, a year uh, where we divided our time between. Uh, sorry, my, we, my, my, I mean, yeah, we, I was just about to say. Talking, <laughs> we were talking we, about your uh, your your wife. Yes, your sorry, wife. And, and I just I always include her immediately, and because she is um, literally my other half, not only in in life but in business. So, mm. um, so sorry, it's it's not the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, even better. It's it's king and sure. queen. There you go. <laughs> nice. Um, so, no, so, um, you know, my, my wife was incredibly supportive, uh, but at, at the time she was uh, working for the government nutrition lab uh, doing, doing uh, tests and stuff. So she has uh, her doctorate in pharmacology. Mm. And so she had a very nice, stable government job, all this other lovely stuff. Um, and so she was supportive of, of my use of time because she was also incredibly busy. Yeah. Um, so I was taking courses like Mark Dawson's ads for authors. I was, um, you know, going through, I was, I was trying to do my best in um, social media arenas. And that's something that I've never been amazing at. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, I, I got used to it. You know, it's a, it's a train skill. Um, and after that year, so 2017 and most of 2018, um, we spent building up uh, a network of, uh, you know, off, uh, artists, editors, um, ma- uh, making awesome business relationships in um, all sorts of communities, getting to know people, and that was just the coolest thing ever. Mm. Um, now, the other part of that is about half of everything I ever made went into buying tools, paying mm-hmm. for classes, like to, to learn how to do all this stuff better. It went into editing. It went into audio, like narration. It went into, um, you know, promoing stuff, advertising, all of these things that, you know, when you're starting this, you, you just don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and before we knew it, I had spent, you know, a couple tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> on learning how to sell my books. Right. And, um, that was incredibly scary, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You tell, know. tell me more about that. Uh, so, I mean, just going, going places to learn from people. Right. Yeah. So, um, so whether that's going to these conventions and, and listening to people talk, you know, like uh, on panels on stuff like this, you know, you have your airfare, you have, uh, the hotel, the hotel that you're staying at, you have the conference ticket, all that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and you have courses like, like I said, ads for authors, which is open, I think twice a year. Um, and that's not cheap, especially when you're starting out. Um, there are other things like, um, audible university. That's something a lot of people don't really look at. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's a place where uh, authors go and they just talk about, you know, all of these things that, they do or things that they think they did right. And, 
um, if like going there, you can learn a lot, but you have to, you have to spend a, a huge amount of time doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, really that's everywhere. Like, um, if you can, if you can find the time and the money to do that sort of thing, it, it's really cool. Um, but there's other stuff too, like, uh, tools that help you build keywords. There's subscription programs that, um, help you, t- uh, help you to, uh, you know, find categories or format your book or, um, you know, Hey, we need to upgrade our internet because, <laughs> uh, we've used up, uh, all of our gigabytes, right. Yeah, you're cool, you right? know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all of this is stuff that is shocking and, and looking back at that cost is massive. And so I said, okay, well, we have built all of this. Like we, we did all of this. We met all these people. We took all the courses. We're doing really well with what we're doing, but my writing speed has taken a serious costing us money every month and we're not able to use them. So, um, <laughs> right. so, I so you were, and I dropped you for a second, but you were, oh, you were saying your writing speed took a dip. Yeah. My, my writing speed took a dip. So I said, how do I, um, how do I turn this into something that can help other people as mm-hmm. well as, uh, being able to continue doing it and learning and, and doing better. And so that was how Mountain Dale Press was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went full time as, as an author, um, and uh, that was 2018 at the, um, I think it was March. And um, so I took that time not only to write, but to set up the groundwork for starting this company. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, by uh, June, we had talked to the first couple authors that we wanted to take on, and we uh, started publishing in October. So the, the company officially started in October of, of 2018. Um, and so I, I started doing all this full time in March and so March, April, May. So in May of that year, my, so I said, Hey, don't, it's fine. I'm, I was making pretty low pay anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was a stable job. That's okay. My lovely wife is working. Um, you know, she has a government job, which means we have, <laughs> great benefits and all this other stuff. So it's okay. Right. It didn't feel like a big risk. Right. So a month later she left her job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I left in March. I got to hang out with our our newborn daughter at that time for most of the day and and spend my day writing and learning. She slept a lot. It was fine. Um, And then my wife really liked the idea behind that. And so she got on board and she came into the company as a CEO because Yeah. yeah, Um, well, anyway, she had taken all these courses too. You know, she had seen me doing it. She had, she had paid attention. She was probably had some different perspectives too. Yeah. And and she's a, she's a researcher by, um, by training, you know, she has her doctorate in in pharmacology, but it's, what it actually is, is the research and development of therapeutic drugs. Right. Um, so So super brain behind. That's exactly it. Yeah. So she took over advertising Mm. and, and uh, yeah, we we had a three hundred percent increase. Um, I remember, mm. I remember her, <laughs> I remember her looking at my uh, <laughs> keywords and my categories, and she looked over at me and she said, "Oh, you're so sweet," mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in the nicest of ways. Yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah. So then I was able to devote my time more fully to writing and the creative aspects of of writing and helping our authors with. 
you know, writing outlines and, and beats and uh, creating cover arts and blurbs and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And Danielle was able to take over the things that I hated. So that was awesome. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. so, yeah. yeah. So other questions, bring it on. <laughs> well, so some people <laughs> would go, hey, I'm investing all this time and learning all this industry stuff and realize, hey, I'm now I'm not writing as much mm-hmm. and then maybe focus on writing more. Mm-hmm. Right. And it yep. feels like you, you, you must've been finding some joy in the, in the overall process of oh, developing yes. ideas and publishing, not just the writing. It sounds like. Well, yes, I, I could be, I, I, I could be a very good manager if I wanted to be, um, I did, like I said, eight years in the army. And one of those things that I did was I, I created SOPs. Uh, so standard operating procedures and mm-hmm. um, technical manuals and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really good at creating processes, mm-hmm. right? I'm really good at writing it down and making something that someone can at a glance follow and do. Right. Um, and that's something a lot of people ignore. Like if, if you know exactly what you're doing, like, uh, I'm not saying I know what I'm doing in, in bro- like everything, but in broad terms, you know, you like, know it's working for yeah, you. Yeah. Like I, I know the steps that I take, if I know what I am doing, right. right. Like I'm doing this and this is my process start to finish. Everything after that is still topsy turvy because marketing turns, you know, to, to new things daily. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very hard to keep up with that. But if I know my process for creating and putting out a book, um, then, and it's written down, and it's easy to explain to someone, then I have a big head start. So you bet you talked a lot about mindset around failing up upwards and, you know, and sure. the joy is the process, which I totally understand mm-hmm. after a lot of years doing creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, is there some personal experience in there where you failed to meet your expectations? And, and you oh, all the that? time. All the time, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, someone I, I very highly respect uh, once told me that um, half of half of their advertising spend, their ad spend, goes right in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And if he knew, if he knew what the half that was, you know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so half of it goes in the garbage. Which half? Who knows? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're, we're testing things constantly and, and there's always disappointments and there's always things that don't work out, but being able to look at those and then look over and see all the other success is just, it's just the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that right now, um, about, about, about half of the authors that we took on, um, are able to be full-time authors, right? So they're, they're earning enough to, replace their current job right um which is great yeah yeah and and of those a few of them have gone to be full-time authors just off of how much they're able to earn and um like doing stuff like that and and that's the biggest thing for me like i'm I'm able to help people get into a situation that they want to be in Mm -hmm. and that's super cool so some of the disappointments may be in the short term it sounds like you know in terms of which tactics are working and investments but exactly overall sounds Mm -hmm. like yeah it's been a gratifying process for you very much so and and if you if you focus in on the failures that's that's just a way to spiral down you know you 
if things don't work out, you have to say, well, okay, how can I do things differently? Mm-hmm. And once you do, like if that works, great. If that doesn't work, you say, okay, how can I refine this further? How can I make do it again, but better? And it's, it's difficult, but it's necessary, you know? Right. So that's, right. uh, yep. Yeah. I noticed that, you know, from personal experience and watching others and I coach people sometimes, you know, you arrive at that failure point, whether I have or others. And there's a choice at that point, right? It's Mm -hmm. do I have the capacity and energy to learn what's clearly I don't know, Mm -hmm. right? And and is that going to take away from what brought me the joy in the first place? Absolutely. Right. And and that's one one more thing on that is you don't have to do it alone. You know, yeah. if, if if you look at your writing career and you are a one person company and you're saying, hey, I'm making great money writing, but I'm losing so much of this time that I want to be using for writing. Mm-hmm. Well, find out how much that time is worth and hire someone, you know, um, you know, if, if you, if you don't want to have to deal with social media, hire a social media manager. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to deal with emails that you don't, that you specifically don't have to deal with, hire a, a virtual assistant or someone like that. There's always people, especially right now in the country who are looking for any kind of work that they can do from home. Right. You know? Yeah. And as we record this, it's April 7th <laughs> and we're in the yeah. midst, we're in the midst of, <laughs> yes, a lot of people at home. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, especially right now, um, beyond thinking of how it can help yourself mm-hmm. beyond being like, that's the biggest thing for any business owner, right? Or because that's what we as publishers are, or writers are, um, beyond being able to help your own stuff out, like you're mm-hmm. going to have a huge boost in productivity, all this other great stuff. And it's going to cost you less money over time. If you do the math, yeah. you can also help someone else out who might now be displaced from work. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and how awesome is that for both of you? You get a huge bump to your productivity. They get money that they can feed themselves. Like that's, mm. that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And so for people who are maybe intimidated by a lot of this business process, I notice sometimes it's a question of if you're intimidated, maybe you don't know what the right things to measure are and pay attention to. Is that something you've found out along the way? Do you have any advice on just like shorthand? Like, yeah. Um, so I, I would say there's a huge amount that I still don't know that I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I, there's so much out there, so many options that it's, it's incredibly hard to decide where to start. Um, and so my advice for everyone is aim aim narrow, you know, like pick one thing that you can do and do it really, really well, get Mm -hmm. really good at that. And if there's other things that after you're really good at that, that you want to start doing, do that too, but don't let that first thing start to fail. Right. Mm -hmm. If, if the thing you do really, really well is writing books and, and putting them out, then, um, either find a publisher, you yeah. know, like that, that gives you a great deal and does a lot of work and puts in a lot of effort for you or hire someone and start <clears throat> having them do those things for you. Right. You know? Um, and that's, I mean, we're authors, right? 
most of us are not also artists, right? Um, so we hire an artist to make our cover art. So why would it be any different to have someone manage our emails or manage mm -hmm. our schedule, you know? Um, and it might even cost the same amount per month. <laughs> like some artists are really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, just think about it like that. Like what are things that you already delegate that you don't even know you delegate? Right. Probably your probably narration. If you have audiobooks, uh, uh, cover art, um, editing, you can't, art, you can't edit your own book and expect it to do like to, to have great editing. Like right. it, it's, it's really hard. Um, at least proofreading and such. Um, yeah. So if, if you look at what you already delegate and then you just say, Hey, what are these other things that are just killing me right now? <laughs> For me, it's, it's managing emails and my schedule. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, it, if it's not on a list, it doesn't get done. I just write. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like I have a, I have a thing that pops up my Google calendar that I didn't set that says, Hey, uh, you have a meeting with, uh, Ethan here. Uh, you should go do that. Oh, okay, cool. I'll go do that. <laughs> so there it was. Yeah, Google. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, um, aim narrow and aim narrow and cut deep. You know, if you, if you can make a really deep, narrow channel for yourself, something that you do the best, if you are the best at something, do that thing. Mm. And, and other things can come from that, you know, right. Like, uh, Grand Canyon, you know, it didn't start out as a giant valley. It started out as a small stream right. probably that cut through the ground narrowly. Right. And I don't know about your personal story or authors you've worked with, but I know for some people that can bring up, well, how do I know that I'm good at this and how do I know it's worth anything? You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't know. I mean, that's the whole publish without expectations. If yeah. you want, if you want to write and you're willing to invest the time into writing a book, and you get the book done and it's ready to go. Are you just going to stare at it? Hope that someone will come along and, and find this book that's hidden on your desk and, and publish you. No, you have to go out and do that. Like you have to, if you want to put it out with traditional publishers, you need to send it out to people. If right. you want to put that out with indie publishers, you need to send it out to people. If you want to put it out yourself, you need to put it out. Um, yeah. And you cannot be the judge of your own work. You can say, I think this is great. But what the community tells you, you know, what, uh, where you market it and where you put it out, they're the final say, the people that pay you. <laughs> yeah. So if they love it, great. Well, let's, and, let's, let's talk about community then. <clears throat> Cause you're kind of in this umbrella of gamelet and lit RPG. And I'm not sure if all listeners know what that is, first of all, sure. but I'm under the impression that there's some community built up around that, that may be an influence in helping people succeed there. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the great things about my genre. So, uh, lit RPG is literary role playing games, right? Or, um, and game lit is just game literature, right? So essentially, it is uh, fantasy with a sci fi twist. So um, it is a novel about someone, and then the rules of the world are set as games, like as a game rule. You know, so mm -hmm. you have like your strength, you have your constitution, um, health, mana, all these other things. Um, and so we keep track of that so that the reader understands exactly what is going on. And, mm -hmm. and we do have people that will like send us emails about missing math out to like the, 
like <laughs> second decimal point. <laughs> so it happens. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's that, but yeah, the, the community is amazing. You know, um, people really, really want, um, each other to succeed. Um, we really work to help each other out and promote each other. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where a rising tide lifts all, all boats, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so a lot of us really go out of our way to help each other out. Um, and I, I used to do it as much as I could for every single person who asked every single time. And then I, it, it was incredibly exhausting. And so then I started a company right. um, <laughs> and now I can, I, I can focus those efforts in. And I, yeah. of course, if people reach out to me, I try to, to help them all. If someone is like, Hey, I want advice. I'll try and get them on the phone um, and, and talk to them and, so on and so forth. And I, I can find a dozen examples of that in an instant if I wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. and, and that's just one of the coolest things. Like I know it's not just me. I know there's other people out there who don't have their publishing company who don't do anything except themselves for, you know, publishing and they're going and helping each other out. And it's the coolest thing ever. Right. And so, and then, so there's, that's the author and publishing side of the community. There's, clearly um some community mm-hmm. built up of readership as well Oh, absolutely yeah. yes uh we have amazing fans you know um the readers are intelligent people like i said they'll correct our math mistakes from like three books in a row like <laughs> okay back in book one you did this which means that when you show it again here it should be this <laughs> it's like oh shoot Scaring off yeah. more authors right now. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's, that is a thing. Like they, they will notice it's, it's a lot like sci-fi. Yeah. Um, if your science is wrong, probably don't want to be doing sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, I mean, the community is amazing. Um, they really care about the books. They really care that the books are great and that they're super logical. Um, they uh, promote, our books, like they go out there and they, they like tell people, read these books. Um, so, you know, not only are they reading it, they're going out and shouting, trying to bring everyone they can in. And they're like, Hey, we were here first, but we want more people. So come on, mm-hmm. come on, come on. And, and it's, uh, it's just great. Just great community of authors, great community of readers. And I, I can't say enough positive things. So that must feel good. It when, really does. When you're benefiting from that. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and do you, rem- do you remember like the first time you started to get like, say, <laughs> feedback from from readers on your on your first book? I do. Yes. Uh, the first time I, I saw anything about it was uh, uh, Ramon Mejia. He does a, uh, a podcast uh, every week about all the new books in our genre that are out. Mm. And one day my lovely wife came and said, uh, do you know that you were featured on this podcast? And I was like, what? So that was kind of the first time that it was publicized for me was Mm. someone came in, they read it, they liked it, they put it up and they said, Hey, this is a book in our community. Go read it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And so he liked it. And then that brought in a couple hundred now, a couple thousand, you know, and, and it's pretty awesome. I know Ramon, he must be so tireless to do that for an entire genre of books. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't always pull punches either. When No, 
you write? <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you deal with like more difficult feedback? Um, well, it, it really depends on where it comes from. Yeah. Um, so uh, a conversation. <laughs> so uh, if you don't know who Michael Anderley is, um, he is one of the founders of 20 books to 50 K and that's just kind of for the readership. I know who, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he is someone who I, I would say is at the top of the indie publishing world. And uh, the first time I met him, uh, we actually, I had, I got invited to dinner by another publishing uh, group. And uh, while we were at dinner, it was uh, me, James Hunter, Je- Jeanette Strode, and Michael Anderley, mm-hmm. um, and, and a, a couple other people, but for the you know, purposes of this conversation, it's this. Um, and, uh, I had just started my, my company a couple months pre- previously <laughs> and they said, Hey, since you're here, why don't, why doesn't Dakota describe his, his business model and mm-hmm. you can, you can see if you can help him out. And Mike said, sure. And then, uh, he, Mike is a very good friend of mine. Love Mike. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, unknowing to him ripped my business model to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he was like, Hey, you know, if you, if you're doing this, it, it's probably a sign of a, a company that's going to fail. If you're doing this, it's probably, you know, um, not great. If you're seeing this sort of thing, it means that you're going to go bankrupt, all this other stuff. And so I left there, you know, I was smiling, I was smiling. I got out the door, the face fell. I called my wife. I said, burn it to the ground. It all needs to go. We need uh-huh. to start fresh from uh-huh. the ashes. Uh-huh. And I, I, I lost it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to, I need to redo everything. And I did. And I did. Mm. And, and I took his advice because he did not mean it. He did not mean it maliciously at all. Mm. Um, he is probably one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in my life. Um, and, but I took his advice and I ran with it and he was right. We, Mm. we saw huge changes immediately, you know, both in the, in the quality of the work, the quality of the people we worked with, um, how much we were able to make for ourselves and our authors, you know, it, it, w- it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and so when, when criticism is meant in a positive way and it's given in a way that's intended to help you take it and run with it. Mm. Um, and like, if you can do something better, do something better, you know? Um, now negative stuff, like one star reviews that are just like, Hey, um, I give this a one star because, there are too many five stars and it doesn't reflect the book. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. It's like, okay, well, is, is that a real thing? Uh, that, that was, that was one of my first uh, one star reviews. And nice. I remember it. I remember it. It's been four years, right? Yeah. Like that stuff does affect you and it does impact you. Um, yeah. And, and that was the one that made me realize I can't read these one star reviews. Mm. <laughs> so what I do, how, how I deal with, reviews mm-hmm. i'll look at i'll look at the five stars i'll look at the four stars anything three stars or below i have um my assistant go through them <laughs> take out all go. the emotion take out yeah. all the emotion and make a bullet point list of things that i can do better right i don't know if it's a one star i don't know if it's a two or three or whatever but if they if they give good advice if they say hey here are actionable things that you can do yeah that shows up on a list and, yeah. and I go through it and I try to improve my writing. Right. If it's, if it's just someone being grumpy, if it's someone who is angry or like whatever it is, that doesn't make it onto the list. So I don't see it. 
and I, I don't I don't go and intentionally try to hurt myself, so I'm not going to go in there and read those. Um, I just I get a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And so from the four and five star reviews, I assume you're taking something away from that as well. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of the time they'll a lot of the time there's great feedback in there. They'll be like, "Hey, this was a really good book. Here are things that could change." And those mm. are people those are people that I really take seriously because mm. they're clearly going to read it and rate it well this time. But maybe not next time. If I don't take their advice, um, if I look at it and I say, oh, that's a five star, I'm just going to pass it by. Well, maybe next time they're like, hey, you're making the same mistakes, three star. You know, mm. um, mm-hmm. you, you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're, you're failing over and over. You clearly don't care about improving, right? So right. I, take, I take the four to five stars criticism super seriously. I take those and I, I personally go through. I make sure to um, write down that stuff. And if it's something that's intentional, obviously I can't change it. Um, if it's, if it's something that I can change, I try to, I try to improve. I, I mean, that's all we can do is we improve, right? Do you um, ever, do you ever see in your reviews, like, a, like maybe recognize that you've got different audiences <laughs> reviewing the same book and maybe some of the feedback runs counter to, to each other? Absolutely. Um, and so in, in that case, I have to focus in on how I want to be writing it. And I have mm-hmm. to focus in on um, what is closest to genre expectations, right? Um, and so if this, if they're like, man, I like the book. I just, I hate seeing all this math. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you want to read a different genre, friend. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, right. You know, like, what are all these stats? Well, it's lit RPG, not just epic fantasy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we have to do, you know, is we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Right. Or so. recommend them to other books that. <laughs> right. Like, Hey, yeah, I'm glad you read it and gave it a chance. Here's a, a another book you might enjoy. Right. Yeah. Sure. We do that in the coaching business. It's like, Hey, you, I know the person <laughs> who's right for you. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't want to do math. Um, so when you were taking business criticism from <laughs> from that dinner table, uh-huh. um, what was the hardest the hardest thing? If you don't mind me asking, uh, not not bursting into tears. No, yeah. no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Was there a specific thing you had to change that was hardest for you? <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm just I was just teasing there. Like oh, I said, yeah, it's okay so, to burst. It's okay. No, no, no. So I, I've told Mike this story and it horrified him. <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad things worked out. I can't believe." Uh, I'm like, yeah, I changed my entire business model. And he was like, that made me so scared. And I was like, that's fine, man. Um, no, so I think one of the hardest things was, um, one of the hardest things was recognizing um, how much I didn't know, right? Mm. Um, at that point, we had seen great success with my stuff. We had seen really good success with the first few authors we were putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't doing the things we needed to do to make sure that that continued, you know, mm. like we weren't, um, we weren't drawing up, like we didn't have business plans. We didn't have SOPs. We didn't have workflow. We didn't have, we just kind of did things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and if, if you don't know what you're doing, all you're really doing is, is throwing coins in the air and hoping they stack when they land, you know? 
um, like, I, I don't expect people to know exactly what they're doing every time. I don't expect them to know exactly what the book is going to be. I don't expect them to know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, here's how it's going to do when it comes out. I don't expect that stuff. What mm -hmm. I do expect is I'll get a manuscript. It'll go to a developmental editor. It'll go back to the author. The author will make any needed changes. It'll go to beta readers. They'll look for any holes in the story. It'll right. go back to the author. They'll make changes. It'll go to a proofreader. Proofreader will make the changes necessary. Author will approve them, right? Artwork. So, so kind of a we, release process yeah, there yeah, that you would see in software. Stuff. Exactly that. And, and that's my background, so that's kind of how I set things up. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with art, you know, like as soon as a contract is signed for a book, yeah, we start on artwork right away because art can take a long time. Um, narration, you know, if we, if we do audio contract, um, we're going to start contacting narrators and we're going to get a slot because a lot of them are booked out three months. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> a lot of them are booked out two years now, thanks to podium. Um, so we have to really be on top of making sure stuff happens. Um, and so like knowing what we're supposed to do in the steps of, of our process is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, things like that, like if you don't know what you're doing next, if you're just like, Oh, you know, at some point we'll do this. Well, that's a sign that you're probably not going to be successful. That means you're, uh, pushing stuff off. It means you're procrastinating and you're going to get a s potentially subpar thing. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and no one wants that. No one wants to put out a book that you've invested months into in a lot of your time and effort and see it just kind of meh release, you know? Yeah. And so I yeah. imagine some of this circles back to underlying intentions for what motivates you. Right. And exactly. And I guess in a fair question, maybe to ask before I ask Blaze's question um, <laughs> is what's, What's motivating you in 2020 to keep moving forward with your writing and your business <laughs> and where are you, uh, where are you heading or where are you like, what, what needs are you trying to satisfy of your own? Gotcha. By doing this um, work? Sure. So a few things. So I have a, I have a daughter and she's the best kid ever and I want to give her the world if I can. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I am married and I have a lovely wife and I want to, give her what she wants. Mm. I of course have things that I want and I would like to have those things. Um, like, you know, I don't know, a kayak. I'd like to kayak, right? That sounds fun. <laughs> I enjoy that. Like that sounds great. That um, sounds achievable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but like stuff like that, like right now, um, my main goals, um, ever since I, I graduated high school was to never be in debt again. Mm. Right. <clears throat> um, and college really put a, a, a damp on that for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, like as of right now, you know, I, I can't say that we're fabulously wealthy because every time that we make money, we put every extra dollar goes against debt, right? Mm -hmm. So the house gets paid off. The student loans get paid off. Uh, if we have to, if we get a car, like we work on paying that off, right? Yep. So when we, uh, when we are making money, you know, we're, we're doing this in an attempt to not be, you know, kind of owned by a bank, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's, it's, uh, I, I want to have nice things. Of course I do, but I I've lived without them for a long, long time. Yeah. And I have a nice house and my house is paid off. 
I have a degree. My wife has a doctorate. Both of those are now paid off. Mm. We have our cars are paid off. And so we have no debt. So what can I do now? I can devote my time and money to putting out more books because I love doing what I do. Mm -hmm. And I can devote my company to uh, helping authors get to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So with our company, like our whole thing is we are a company that are working with other authors to build their own brands under our brand. Right. Mm. So they come in with their own series and they work on those and we work with them and we, we put huge marketing behind them. We put huge effort in them all in the attempt to make that author or to get that author to where they want to be. And so now that we can devote time and money um, in a way that we can't do if, you know, we're so terrified of our own, you know, expenses and stuff like that, we're able to do that. And that's just, that's really what I'm after. Mm. Dovetailing from that in a more focused way, um, had Mm -hmm. a question to pass along from another author, Blaze Corvin, who asked, do you see a bottom line impact from doing local news (laughs) stories and interviews? Or are you doing this for fun and to get creativity and motivation spinning? Gotcha. Uh, So it's both, you know? Um, So one of it is who doesn't want, who doesn't want to go out there and be able to talk to people? Like that's cool as heck, you know, like, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your show because that's super cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> so it helps, it helps with the creativity and stuff like that because it does give me something to think of. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's cool as heck. It does help creativity. But also, sometimes I'll get a question that I don't know the answer to at all. Yeah. And so they'll say, hey, why do you do this the way you do this? And mm. if I don't know, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. It's going to go on an SOP. It's going to go on a chart. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out why I do things that way. And if it's because it's just the way I've done things, well, I need to know if that's the best way of doing things. Right. Right. So it it does help me with my own stuff. It does help with my creativity. It does help with business. Um, The other thing is I have never, I have never been able to look at a situation like, Hey, would you come on a podcast? Would you do this interview? Would you do this talk? Like Mm -hmm. I've never been able to look at it and say, here is what I'm going to get out of this because Mm. I don't know you. Mm. um, I'm on panels at conventions because I want to stop flow of misinformation. Right. Mm. Um, I don't go there to toot my own horn. And because of that, my answers are usually very succinct. Like, and if you've been to any panels, you know that that's pretty rare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I want people to have the information they're asking for. Yeah. Um, and meeting people, like going out and, and, and talking with people and just becoming friends, you never, you, can, you can't really put a price on that. You know, you can't say this is going to help me down the road. Um, and it, uh, in a real way, that's very calculating and cold in, in my mind. Like that's yeah. just not a way I want to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, so uh, interview. So one of the things he might be talking about is I did a, a local television interview recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's kind of funny because I did get some like people that <laughs> kind of disparaged that. They're like, Oh, you're just going on TV. You're, you're not talking to your mar- like target audience. You're not actually helping your career. Mm-hmm. No one is actually going 
and buying your book from seeing you on TV on your local news station. Mm -hmm. And they're right. That's true. They're mm -hmm. not. But who set up the interview? So because of the conversation I had with Mike three years ago yeah. and, uh, you know, going to his conventions, going to 20 books, I was able to meet industry professionals and industry professionals introduced me to other in industry professionals. Mm -hmm. And all like down the chain, um, the person who set up that interview for me was Amazon public relations. Uh -huh. So Amazon public relations says, Hey, we're going to try you on a local news station and see how that goes. If we like what you, we see there, there might be more opportunities here, 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 and here down the road for you to go out, talk about working with Kindle Unlimited, talking about publishing on Amazon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I can't say that a, um, you know, I can't see the end result, right? So I can't say if it's a great thing. I, I know that I'm going to go and I'm going to do my very best mm -hmm. so that in the future, there are more opportunities. Yeah. And right. So that's that. That's all. I mean, that, that makes total sense. <laughs> I, I, so I love that you're talking about like an opportunity to do self-reflection as well. Right. And I know a lot of times it's hard to slow down and, it really is, especially with the amount of coffee that I drink. <laughs> it's a huge amount, man. <laughs> and family is really great, but it also means you get less time as well to mm -hmm. right. potentially have self-reflection and have those moments. And, and you mentioned the mm -hmm. rising tide lifts all boats, and that's true mm -hmm. when, when Amazon's coming to you and we're trying to help spread awareness. I imagine you probably reached somebody who was watching who thought maybe had that thought for the first time. Hey, maybe I can do this too. Yep. And, and I get emails like that all the time. You know, I, they say, Hey, um, you know, uh, you're in your twenties and you're, you're doing this and that's been a dream of mine forever. I'm going to start doing it again. Or, yeah. Hey, I, I started reading again just because, um, I saw this and I saw that it was a local author um, so I'm going to, I'm going to start reading again. Oh my gosh. I love reading suddenly. I'm reading everything in your genre. And, and that's another thing. If, if someone picks up one of the books and they like it, it's likely that they're going to go through our whole genre, like a wildfire, man. So yeah. as soon as there's one gateway into the community, um, that helps everyone in the community. And right. even, even if they don't like competition, even if they don't like it, if they're great books, it's going to mean, it means that someone is going to read that they're going to love it. There's not more or there might be more, but when they finish that series, when they finish that book, they're going to look for more mm. like this. And that's mm. the whole genre. Of course I had one more hiccup. Yay. Internet. Um, oh. <laughs> no worries. So <laughs> for people who want to learn more about you, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you can uh, look for me on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to find me. Okay. Uh, it's just Dakota Kraut, you know, um, and it's the one with the really cool book cover looking things. Um, <laughs> you can uh, find me on uh, like patron, like patron.com forward slash Dakota Kraut. Okay. Um, you, can, you can read my books before they come out, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. You can, I mean, really Facebook is probably the best way because that's where my largest gathering of, of uh, readership is. Okay. Um, otherwise, for Mountaindale Press, you can always come to mountaindalepress.com. Okay. Easy name. <laughs> One word, mountaindalepress.com. Yeah, perfect. Um, and you can find myself and all my authors there. Um, our books are there. We have merchandise. It's really cool. Um, 
get get a t-shirt it's really cool like they're really nice t- i'm wearing them i know you guys can't see them they're very comfy uh they're great for working out all sorts of stuff <laughs> I, I can attest yes I, I saw this before we turned off the video <laughs> it's a nice logo um, yeah yeah it's it's really good stuff um but yeah the books are the, the main thing you know um uh we're all of our books our whole company is on kindle unlimited so mm-hmm. if you have if you have a uh, subscription to, to Kindle Unlimited. You can read every single book in my company. Awesome. Yep. 10 bucks and a month for as many books as you can read and, and boom, look at that. You can read my whole company's work. It's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, Dakota, it's <laughs> been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, thanks so much, Ethan. And, and again, thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, please feel free to reach out again in the future. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Fearless Storyteller. As a reminder, any and all links can be found in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, will you please consider leaving a review? By doing so, you'll be helping new listeners discover The Fearless Storyteller podcast. 